If you had been able to get away with it, would you have done it? Yeah, yeah. On the prowl, indeed. Welcome to Podcats. This is Cats, John Katzlamitis of the Las Vegas Review Journal. My column is called Cats, fittingly enough. Find it on page 3A every day and online all the time. This week, we bring you part two of my interview with former strip headliner and notorious prankster, the amazing Jonathan. Our conversation picks up right where we left off in last week's episode. So if you missed that episode, which is episode 41, you might want to hit pause on this and go listen to it. Now, on to the rest of my conversation with the amazing Jonathan from the living room of his home in Las Vegas. When we left off, the amazing Jonathan and I were discussing the prospect of him faking his own death. I actually did want to fake my death, and I met with a team of lawyers. Because if you think about it, nobody's ever done it. Nobody's ever done it and come back. It's been five years since AJ stated publicly that he had been given one year to live. But because he's still with us, there are plenty of skeptics out there who think it's all an elaborate hoax that AJ might be laying some groundwork for the ultimate prank. They think this is the foreplay for for that. Well, yeah, yeah. And I don't think that's an insult. I mean, that's how you can get in people's heads. Yeah, if I was planning to do that. But I mean, think about it. I I would have to be in the hospital all the time like I was, you know. Or in another country. How do you even get admitted to a hospital if you're faking it? You know, I, I... You'd have to, well, how do you fake 12% heart rate? The lad came after, but um, you would have to uh, be in another country. Yeah. And with no extradition, you'd have to be in a place where you could create a new identity. Yeah, my my thoughts were, uh, because it was right after my divorce, my first divorce, very depressed, Uh on a cruise ship. So this was in uh, early... This was mid, in mid 90s, 80s. Okay, no, 80s? no, 90s. You're right, okay. mid 90s. Okay, and uh, this was like when you're having Comedy Central specials yeah, and stuff. Your yeah, career's yeah. going, uh, starting to take right. off. Right, yeah. and uh, my wife just out of the blue went and left me. You know, out of the blue, and um, I thought a cruise ship, jumping off a cruise ship at night. You know, you get your name on the register. And then you jump off the boat, and you have somebody waiting for you, and they look go to take roll call, and you're not there anymore. Deep blue, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You're on a speedboat to, like you said, to another country, or uh, my plan was to work on a freighter, you know, just to go you out on You could have moved freighter. to Copperfields Island if you got dumped off over <laughs> yeah, there right. in the Bahamas. I had 5000 a week, or a <laughs> night, I mean. Oh, yeah. I could get a deal. We could work a deal. Yeah. Maybe. I'm just throwing have it Have you been there. to his island? I have not. No. 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 I, uh-uh. Yeah, that was know. a treasure island this week on the strip. <laughs> that's good enough. That's, that's close. That's, yeah, that's as close as Johnny sure gets. It's just got <laughs> the same type of room. You know, yeah, it's the same kind of thing. <laughs> I dropped five thousand, but that's another story. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, it, the the whole concept of that uh, is pretty mind blowing that you would go to that level. If they, if you had been able to get away with it, would you have done it? Yeah, yeah. But my my whole thing was, you have to tell your mom because that would kill her. I would kill my mom. That news Mm -hmm. would kill my mom. I can understand why some people have questions about Jonathan's illness. But after watching the Amazing Jonathan documentary, my immediate thought was that AJ would never fake something that serious because of the effect it would have on his wife, cyborg magician Anastasia Sin. 
She'd have to definitely be in on She'd it. She'd have to be in on it, yeah. and I don't think that that would happen. No, she told me. Not, I, yeah, I, 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 that's I where I stopped, yeah. I asked her, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you did ask her. Did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to know these things. <laughs> <laughs> the 99% even certainty if they is say, not enough, Even if they it? say yes, you got to... Uh, you got to really see through that. Yeah. To what they would really do. I sure. Mean, first then. of all, she would get all the money, of, of course. She could live like her, I told her that. You could get all the money, you know. Mm-hmm. You could take $3 million and blow through it faster than you are now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> She's blowing through it pretty fast, huh? She's blowing through it fast. Uh, she was pretty, very powerful in the in She Ben's, was. I cry uh, every time I see it, her it do that. It was really moving, you know. Yeah. Um, did, after that. You know how I mean, long we trained? <laughs> 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 She's a heck of an actor. She did. The cyborg it was actress. sad. It's sad. It is sad mm. that I put. I, you know, I do put her through a lot. You know, mm-hmm. she, she. Here's how I know she's legitimate. She signed a prenup. She signed a. I don't get anything from this marriage if I leave. You know. Mm. So I, that's how I knew she loved me for what it was and took care of me. So she'll get everything. You know. Yeah. By signing nothing, she'll get everything. Uh, and another uh, offshoot of this movie was your own uh, behavior. I know you've talked about this off screen too, but um, and and your smoking um, methamphetamine yeah. and trying to get Ben to do it and that whole. Well, I didn't thing. want Ben to do it. The Ben we're talking about is Ben Berman, who directed the amazing Jonathan documentary. Ben decided to bring Jonathan's well-documented habit of smoking methamphetamine into the documentary. And one of the things he wanted to do was actually show it on screen. Without giving too much away, I'll let you know that it ends up being a source of drama in the documentary. I didn't want to do it myself. I didn't want to show it. And he kept insisting on it. I mean, that was, he was stuck on that one groove. He wouldn't get off that groove, you know. And I told him, look, I'll do it if you do it, knowing that he would never do it. And then when he decided to do it and called me and said, all right, I'll do it, I'm like, Fine, all right. I have no problem show, really showing. I, I, I didn't think I'd be alive after that anyway, so why not show it? You didn't think it? you'd live to see the yeah, final I didn't care product? People, no, the, yeah, the well, movie? I didn't think I'd see the, Yeah, no, I didn't, never thought I'd see See yourself on... Yeah, and I didn't... So doing anything would have been fine with me, but uh, I don't care if people know. I mean, everybody that knows me knows that I've done drugs all my life since it, I was 16. It's not I'm, exactly a revelation. You know, it's not like... You know, my autobiography, when I went to sell my autobiography, it was like, they didn't want it. Because who wants a story where, you know, he had nothing. This is what they want. He had nothing. He got everything. He did drugs. He lost everything. He stopped doing drugs. He got everything back. That's that's mainly the story you see. Mm-hmm. You never that's... see he had nothing. He started doing drugs. He got everything and kept everything. That's not the formula. Well, that's that has made uh, at least the the Hulu documentary pretty effective, though that arc. It has. It's made I mean, everything pretty. It might, effective. Maybe it's not your auto. Uh, your, it's not sellable as an autobiography, but it is certainly a compelling documentary. Is, yeah, that's just that's a that was a small part of it that Ben made a really big part of it. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, is it a big part of your life in real? Yeah, Forget- in reality, it's, it is a big part. Well, I keep- mean, it doesn't, it's, to me, I've been doing it every day for 25, 30 years. Jesus. Yeah, right. Why I'm, are you, why? I well, because I'm hooked. I'm, well, a, I'm okay. a junkie, you know what yeah. I mean? That, what do you, it doesn't get me high at all. I just do it because it keeps me focused and awake when I want to do work, you know. That's, that's why I originally started doing it. It focused me in, you know, where I, if I don't do it, I stop for two years. This is what I did. I watched TV, hmm. you know. I wasn't creating anything. All the things I loved, I hated. When was Cars, when? I had no interest in cars. I had no interest in anything at my warehouse. My interest completely changed. 
you know. And so when sure. I started doing it again, everything I got to create a pro. I wrote my whole show on that. That's why my show is like it is. It's so edgy and, and weird. It's because I was on drugs. You know, I mean, it's the same with the Beatles. It's the same with the Stones. It's the same with Eric Clapton. Everybody creative did drugs back then. You know? Yeah, for a period of time. I don't know yeah, if anybody did yeah, it consistently well, for 25 years, though, did they? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it might be just, I, think, I think that a lot of them fell by the wayside dead. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, but some of them still do it. I mean, I mean, look at John Lennon and, and those Paul McCartney and... and and, you know, they all they all were on drugs and all kinds of drugs, heroin. And so, that's the only drug I do. And, you know, and it doesn't mm -hmm. make me high. Nobody's ever seen me high a day in my life because this is what I look like when I'm doing it. Isn't that kind of rationalizing it, though? I mean, what do you, mean? You, could, you could live, you could conceivably live without, get clean and live without it and lead a, a normal life oh, if I you surely, wanted to. Surely I, I, if you're motivated. I probably to. could and I probably would be healthier for it. But whenever, whenever you hear me talking like that, it's not me talking, it's the drugs talking. It's, it's, the, it's the guy that's hooked that's going to make the excuses for still doing it. You know, I don't really get high off of it anymore. I just do it to, because if I don't do it, I know how miserable it's going to be. Are you concerned about the wear and tear it has on your wife? She, I don't no, because she, she does like... drugs too. <laughs> All right. She just doesn't do my drug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 like I said to you, Nobody's seen me or met me a day in my life where I wasn't. I, I don't. I'm not uncontrollable. Mm -hmm. I'm not throwing I'm punches at her or knocking furniture down or, or spending all our money or missing shows. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've uh, every show I've done for 25, 30 years. I've been on it. You mm -hmm. know, so it's just I compare it to taking a vitamin in the morning. And you take a lot of medication for yeah, your I heart take tons condition. Of medication. Yeah. Does that interfere with the effect of the no, medication? No, it doesn't. Nothing. It doesn't interfere with really anything. I'm just, just still just wondering how the hell you're still living through the, the whole thing. Here's the difference. You take a meth addict that's on the street, and you're going to see somebody deteriorate. You're going to see they have no teeth. They're stealing money. You take a multimillionaire that does speed. Whole different direction. You know, <laughs> it's just like mm. it doesn't do anything. It's probably internally damaging. It's not doing anything else to me. It's not fucking my mind up or anything like that. Are you, um, Are you a cop? No, I'm no, just no, no, no. Uh, that's my. It doesn't make me That's paranoid. my Halloween uh, costume. Um, Open your shirt. I want to see if you're wearing a wear. <laughs> you just want to see how swarthy I am. I know yeah. this game, prankster. Um, uh, yeah, performing. I probably shouldn't do it. You know what? I should. I shouldn't. My mom. It's my mom hates it. She really. That's her wish is to stop doing it. And when I told her I stopped. When I really didn't, she'd say, I, I knew it. I knew it. I could tell by your personality. You're completely different when you stopped. But you weren't stopped. Yeah. I what did she think of, the, of, the, of, of, of both the documentary projects? Well, she's losing her memory. She's still sharp, but she's losing her memory. So she didn't understand why everybody was laughing at her segment in, in the documentary. And I said, no. you know, because they, they kept cutting back to her going, he does a lot of drugs. That was in the first documentary. Uh -huh. They kept cutting back to him saying he was smoking a lot of weed. And, and that was the running gag of the documentary. But she doesn't remember all the times that she was, she was in it because she doesn't, her memory's okay. going. So every time I show her a documentary, she thinks it's a new documentary. <laughs> uh, there's it's two, but there's good. actually 10 in, in her mind. Which of the documentaries was uh, in uh, development first? The one with Ben was in. Well, okay. what the third one, the one that was in the, um, the third one, was in going for the last 
eight years, mm-hmm. but he's taking his time on. He does it. That's a, that's one that hasn't been that hasn't been complete. That's another documentary. That's another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that was going first, and then Ben came in and and wanted to do one. So I said, yeah, and, and about a year and a half into it. Um, Steve Byrne came into it with his uh, idea. It pitched mm-hmm. me the idea, and also it was a story about me and a kid from Australia. It was a it was a that, yeah that's, that's a magic fan a magic fan when he was a kid yeah who was a pest you know he used to camp out in front of my hotel room and I'd sign stuff for him. As he grew up, he uh, turned out to be a really cool kid, and and I I got him to come to the states to work for me, and he worked for me for about seven seven years okay and now he's a comic himself doing really well and uh that's what the story was about me taking this little kid mm-hmm. under my under my wing yeah it's, it's, it's a, what's his name again joel osborne. osborne yeah uh he's a that's a that's more of a story of his pursuit of you uh, if, artistically yeah, Could, yeah, yeah. He, he was a super fan i mean you know mm-hmm. and uh, i kind of just blew him off when he was little you know then his dad, he got me a commercial, a $60,000 commercial, because his dad was an advertising exec who got me a Vicks oh. commercial in Australia, 60 grand. Suddenly he's not such a nuisance. Yeah, and then I said, oh, I owe him at least to show him a couple of magic tricks. And I, by doing that, uh, I just was intrigued by this little kid. He was very, very smart. His dad didn't give him any attention at all. So I was like his surrogate dad. And, oh, okay. and, and he set my show up whenever I was in Australia then he, you know, he ran my show at the Gold Nugget, and he turned out to be a real asset to me, you know. And he lived with me and and and, and my wife, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's a good story. I mean, you you should see the documentary. What's the timeline for it to be actually hmm? available? Is it out? Is it's it out. available now yeah, too? Where do you out. find that? I'm on, getting my uh, di- documentaries mixed up. Okay, it's on YouTube, and it's called Always Amazing. And it's mm-hmm. won, oh, that's it's a, won that's several his. awards at the film festivals as well. So we've got the Amazing Jonathan documentary untitled, right. formerly. Simply amazing. Well, no, always amazing. Always amazing. And I mean, then the, the 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 amazing Jonathan documentary. Those, those are the two, two that are out. Oh, yeah, those are the one that Ben's is winning all kinds of awards. His is going. Nuts. Have you talked to him lately? Yeah, I talked to him mm-hmm. on, online. I talked. I was just with him in L.A. last week. We were did a publicity tour, you know. Yeah. And because uh, it was at theaters for a week mm-hmm. in L.A. and New York. I think you met Francisco. my cousin at that deal. Did I? A.J. Eaton. He did the David Crosby. Uh, documentary. Oh, the other yeah, AG yeah, in my yeah. life. That, yeah. he, that's your, All the AJs. Uh, he's my cousin. I like yeah. him. He's yeah. cool. Yeah, he got me him and him and one of the writers from uh, uh, Sid, uh, Rick and Morty. Uh, uh-huh. we, they were at, in at the movie theater watching the movie, and then afterwards we went out to a bar. Yeah, he said that I started getting texts like I'm with AJ. This episode of Podcasts will be right back. We'll get back to the interview in exactly twenty seconds. I'd like to use those 20 seconds to once again say thanks for listening and ask for a quick favor. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts and you like what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and review. If you want to support the show, that's the best way to do it. Your reviews go a long way to help podcasts reach new listeners. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, let's talk about performance, if you're going to perform again and how that no. would be. No, no more? No. Not even in Magic Castle? Um, no, here I mean, anywhere I, in town? I can't do it. I can't physically do it anymore. I, I tried to uh, do it about six, seven months ago. I tried to do a weekend in Detroit, where I'm from, mm-hmm. and I couldn't. It was too hard to do. It's the, is it the physical stamina yeah, or is it the... it's the physical okay. stamina. You can still do tricks and yeah, be seated I still, and stuff? Yeah, I still have the timing and everything. It's just that... 
I, when, I, when I'm up there, my circulation, because my, of my heart, is not being strong enough. Mm-hmm. My hands start numbing, and my, my legs start to freeze up. and oh, okay. Back pain. Everything starts to go, like, shut down on me. So I can't do it. Not conducive. Do it no. I've always yeah. felt like at your peak uh, that you've almost been a, <laughs> it's a satire of magic. It is a in a lot of ways. I mean, maybe in every which it's way. It's definitely not magic. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to, um, for one of these, I uh, interviewed Copperfield. I was talking about you, David Copperfield. Yeah. And he kind of, as we were going through the conversation, made that dis- came to that conclusion almost in the middle of a sentence. You know, he's, he's like, you know, he's a magician, but he's a comedian. He's, you know, he kind of makes fun of magic. <laughs> Here's a clip I'm referencing from my interview with David Copperfield on episode 35 of Podcasts. I mean, he's not doing anything. That's, he doesn't pretend to be a magician. Mm-hmm. You know, he actually does. He pretends to be a magician. He's, but he's not going to, you know, amaze or fool you. He's going to make you laugh your, your yeah. head off. And he's very, very irreverent. And that's the point. He figured that out. And that's great. And, and uh, you know, I hope he lives forever. There's a lot of people that do a little magic or a little comedy, but they, don't have the, they didn't have the formula right. I, mm-hmm. I committed more to the comedy than most comic magicians. You know, you get yeah. Matt King, who's really a comic magician, but he's really a magician. You know, he's really doing real magic. Matt can do. Matt magic. could do a magic show <clears throat> yeah. without the comedy. I can, mm-hmm. I can, but I don't. I don't want. I, every, I want everything to f up. You know, mm-hmm. when I go to the Magic Castle and I'm watching these serious guys, I'm watching with, with the angle of, I hope they f up, or what happens if he fucks up, or what it, what would it look like if he f up? I, I, I want that. If he staples somebody's <clears throat> eye for real or something. <laughs> that happened. That did happen. Part of Jonathan's act at the Flamingo involves stapling a playing card over the eyes of his assistant, Penny Wiggins, whom you may know as Psychic Tanya. During a performance in 2003, a new stage manager accidentally swapped out Jonathan's empty stable gun with a full one. Believe it or not, Penny actually finished the show before going to the hospital. She's an incredible talent, and according to Jonathan, he owes a lot of his success to her. She is when I took off. I mean, I, I kind of took off with the Comedy Central specials, but when I used Penny, it mm-hmm. really took off. It was, a, it was like Burns and Allen. It she, really was. She was mm-hmm. probably the closest thing to Gracie Allen, talent-wise. That, you know, Amazing she, uh, comedy her, yeah, talent. Her uh-huh. timing. I, I really didn't know how good she was until I watched the special on TV. You're reminded of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because I'm always on stage with her. I never pull back far enough. But watching it as a spectator, I'm just like, she looks great. She moves great. She, you can't throw her off. Because mm-hmm. I tried every night. To throw her off, you know, just as an exercise to keep her sharp. <laughs> I would, but she's like a bulldog, you know, biting on your ass. She, she, you can't shake her off at all. And she, you know, she, I, one time the phone and someone's phone in the audience rang and it went da 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 da. And from the wings, you could hear her go do da do da. She, I mean, that's she's she's right on the game, you know. Did they did did Ben interview her? No, the, that's another thing I hated about that. She was such a big part of the show. It really why. wasn't about my show, that, that, that documentary, you know? I'm curious about what was behind that decision because she was so inter- integral. Her, him there. being on camera was behind that. There wasn't room for... And he, he did take up half the documentary, There's which I like. Mm-hmm. I like. I like, but I mean, it was it, important that she's in it because she was such a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. It, you can't tell your... The other documentary your, shows her, you know? Yeah, you can't, yeah. 
you can't really tell your full story as, in a, as a stage performer without not her. At all. Yeah. I remember when you guys somebody's going to make a documentary that's just about me and not about me and Joel. You need me. more documentaries. Yeah. Um, but I remember what her line when you guys came back together and did that segment at the uh, or co-hosted at the Baobab stage yeah, at charity fun, show. Man. She it came was, out and the first was, thing she said, she looks at you and she says, "Were you supposed to be dead two years ago?" Yeah, that's, that's what everybody's saying now. Everybody's <laughs> it, saying that. Put it out there. That's what I got to deal with now. I got to deal with that. <laughs> And everyone going like, uh, everybody's, you know, four years, you're, you had to be faking it four years. I can see like a year or two, but four years, you know, here's the, the, what I think it could be. Part of the problem is, okay, one, I did stem cells. Even though it's illegal, I bought tiny little $1,000 test tubes from, from a doctor who, who could get me embryos, mm-hmm. embryonic stem cells. That's not cured my heart, but it's certainly helped everything, all the damage So my who did the done. procedure? I can't tell you that. Okay. But, was it uh, done in the United States? No, it was done okay. in Las Vegas. It was yes. done in Las yeah. Vegas? Oh, it was? Yeah. Shoot. And he'd shoot okay. them in parts where my body was damaged. My feet, uh, I, I lost a few toes. I remember, I remember yeah. talking one day you'd lost a toe the day before. Yeah. I lost a toe mm-hmm. taking my sock off when I got out of the pool. Mm-hmm. I lost a toe. <laughs> that was something to see, man. That scared the shit out of me Ta-da. it was just hanging there by by it was like i think you told me it didn't hurt though it didn't hurt not at all i took scissors and cut cut the rest of it off because it was hanging by skin you know and uh <laughs> it was horrid mm-hmm. it was like a horse show and uh <laughs> thank god i didn't feel it because it probably would have hurt my, my foot was open got a, an ulcer on the bottom of it that you could see the bone through they wanted to take my foot off and i'm like no you got to have some kind of other option and that was the other option stem cells and that and, worked? Yeah, it was six months after he shot. I had it for three and a half years, I had that sore. Six months after he put the stem cells in me, it closed up. And I, and I got out of a wheelchair. I was in a wheelchair. Uh-huh. I'm out of it now. You know? Yeah, you've, I always saw it in, yeah. in the chair. So, um, you know, it's funny, on the way over here, I was thinking about talking to you, and then uh, um, I thought about the uh, possibility of stunt casting you in zombie burlesque over at the at the V Theater. <laughs> Just, just have you do like Nobody one. Nobody could do zombie like I You can. wouldn't even have to dress up for the costume or anything. Oh, great, thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, my limbs are falling off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. But it would be, it would be fun. They would have loved to have yeah. it. Yeah, it was just a thought. Another thing, another thing is that the, the test results that come in for, uh, from when I go get it's called a mugga, and they do your heart rate. I'm wondering if my good friend Meth didn't kind of smudge the results of some of the tests. You know what I mean? Probably, I would think. I don't know I don't if it would, though. I, mean, they, I don't know. What, I don't know if I don't did know you ask? Either. No, I didn't ask. <laughs> My doctor actually said, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. He didn't did the know. doctor know he about know. this other He thing, does now, but he didn't know at the time. Your hobby. Yeah, yeah. What is, what is going to happen with you next? I mean... Uh, I will die. You, that's the next thing. That's not the next uh, thing. I mean, you're going to write uh, yeah, I anything? Just, I, gonna... I just... In fact, I was going to talk to you about it. I'm writing, I just did, redid my autobiography, and I'm going to sell that. Uh, but I'm doing a joke book, the ultimate joke book. I want to, okay. Because uh, I've collected jokes for years, and, and everyone, everything in that book is going to be golden. But I want to do politically incorrect stuff. There's two ways to go about it. Sell it so everybody can buy it, or sell it so a certain niche market. And I'll take heat for it, but I love heat. I mean, I, mean, mm. I like the heat. Yeah, you know? yeah. These politicians who get themselves in trouble for apologizing, they apologize and then they get in trouble. Mm-hmm. If they don't apologize, they don't get in trouble. Like at Kennison, 
when they caught him doing heroin, and they found out, and they asked him, "Did you do?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, f- I love heroin." What are they going to say after that? That's diffused. Uh-huh. Well, the bomb is diffused. All right, AJ. What else? I, I think we're uh, at the end of this particular conversation. But you're feeling feeling okay otherwise? Yeah, I feel actually. I feel pretty good. I, I have no. I'm not. I can do a walk around in the mall for about ten minutes, and then I get electric wheelchair. But I I don't care. Cruise. That's, I never was much of a hiker. Anyway. I wasn't much of a hiker. Anyway. What do you, have you decided what your tombstone's going to say? Have you yeah, it's going to say "Look behind you." <laughs> Sound advice. Yeah. All right, AJ. Love you, brother. Thanks. Thanks man. for your time, man. All right. John. All right. Thanks once more to the amazing Jonathan for joining us on Podcats. We have some exciting guests coming your way, so make sure you are subscribed to Podcats on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. What is happening in the column, you might be asking yourselves. Well, I interviewed Maddie Roberts, the young man whose Facebook post launched the Storm Area 51 movement in Rachel and Hico, Nevada. Roberts was the toast of the Area 51 festival at downtown Las Vegas Event Center on September 19th. He says the event, which was presented by Anheuser-Busch and its Bud Light Alien cans, was surreal. He also said alien stock on tour is next. Yippee. Sexy at Westgate was featured on an episode of Real Housewives of Orange County with Emily Simpson taking the stage with Jennifer Romas and her cast in the adult review. That was a great plug for the show and for the resort. Human Nature celebrated its 2000th show on the Strip at the Venetian on September 21st with Motown legend Smokey Robinson joining the quartet in a post-show toast. X Country has celebrated its fourth anniversary at Harrah's. Friends, the musical parody at the D Las Vegas is going to seven days a week on September 24th, in line with the famous TV show's 25th anniversary. And we are planning a road trip with Marie Osmond as she visits the talk in Los Angeles and swings back to the Donnie and Marie show in Las Vegas. We're taking that whole ride. All that and more in Cats. That closes out another episode of Podcasts. Thank you, Frankie Moreno, for our theme song, The Biggest Cat in Town. Keep up with me or try to on the Review Journal website or at Johnny Cats on Twitter, at Johnny Cats One on Instagram, and tune in next Monday to the next installment of Podcasts. But I'm the biggest cat in town.